You're listening to Cougar Baseball alongside Tuckett Slade. Here's Brent Norton. Brian Call will lead it off for the Cougars. Top of the fourth we go. First pitch is outside. Now a ball fouled off. Ball and a strike to Brian. He grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. Pitches outside for a ball. Cougars uh, still looking for their first base hit here in the fourth inning. And call swings and foul tips it back into the catcher's glove for a strike. Yeah, good healthy swing there by Brian. And here's our favorite two-strike left-handed shift. Oh, yeah, get down. Ball looped just down the third baseline. uh, Might have been a double perfectly placed by Call. The ball was just kind of slicing away. Ended up about two feet foul. I'm waiting for us to take advantage of this shift one time, and that was the one, Brent. Pitch is outside. And the count goes three and two to Brian Call. Well, good battle here by Brian. Find a way right here. Put a ball in play. Here's Osmond's pitch, and that's down low and inside for a ball. Yeah, good at bat. Brian got the rally going, the ninth inning rally last night with a leadoff walk, pinch hit. Maybe we can get something going here. Hobbs Nyberg steps in. He struck out his first time. Hobbs two for four in last night's game. Mentioned Brent Herring down at uh, first base coaching. And uh, Trent Pratt over on the third base side. Mike Littlewood in the dugout for first time in his BYU head coaching career. Just trying to th- shake things up a little bit, things uh, get well, something going. Well, I love the way that he played it off to the, the players today on the bus. He said, I've decided to make a coaching change, and uh, I've decided to demote one of our, our coaches, and it's going to be myself. I'm benching myself. I'm putting myself in the dugout. I'm not getting it done at third base. I'm going to move Trent over there. I'm going to move Brent to first. And the best part was is when he said to the team, you know, I've demoted one of the coaches. Everyone's looking around like, well, did someone get fired? Like, what, what happened? Who's not on you the know, bus? Who's not on the bus, you know? And everyone was on the bus, and their eyes were huge. And he said, no, I've benched myself. I'm going to the dugout, and Trent's going to third to spark this lineup a little bit. And it was kind of pretty funny after that. But, uh, hey, coach is at the spot now where, hey, we're just going to try whatever it takes to spark this team. Just keep playing hard, having fun. And we saw some baby steps last night. We had much better swings last night. Didn't didn't give us a ton more runs. But uh, this team is going to be a special team when it's all said and done. It's just you have to grow with them right now. Pitching coach with a long visit on the mound to his starter, Osmond. And finally, slowly back to the dugout. One and all the count to Hobbs Nyberg. And here's the pitch from a oh, quick throw to first base and a call back in safely. Pretty much playing Nyberg straight away in the uh, outfield. And Nyberg did some, did some big damage against New Mexico in that right center gap a week ago. Nyberg fouls this one up and out of play. 
Hobbs Nyberg, sophomore out of St. George, Dixie High School product. Coming in, hitting at 286 in limited action. But if he keeps getting hits, it's going to be not as limited. Find a spot for him. DH, right field, somewhere. He's an extremely gifted athlete. Unbelievable football player when he played in high school. Great receiver. Here's Osmonds. A long look in now. The pitch to Nyberg, and that's down low for ball two. Hobbs always gives Jaron a hard time. He's like, man, if I'd have been your receiver in high school, you'd have broke every state record that's ever had. And we do a little flag football in the fall as a team, and he is really good at that. Throw to first and call back in safely. Pitch to Nyberg is down low. I love it. 3-1 count. Get a fastball to hit here and put a good swing on it. Cougars in their road gray pants today and uh, navy blue tops. And here's the 3-1. Nyberg hits the ball straight up in the air. Center fielder coming in. And he's there and makes the play for the out. Nyberg got just a little bit under that one. Yeah, and those are the things that we can't afford right now to miss those pitches three and one. Right? We've been putting ourselves in tough counts all weekend. And when you get a three one count and you get a fastball to hit, you gotta put a good swing on it. And that one was just one of those ones where he got way under it and pops it up to, to shallow center field. Latham now steps in. Hayden grounded out to the shortstop his first time up. And here is Osmond's first pitch. Ball popped up in the infield. Shortstop right there. Morrill, and he makes the catch for the out. So the Cougars get a base runner here with nobody out and just a couple of pop-ups. And just like that, two men out. Now that is the first baseman, number 25. Austin Deming caught looking his first time up. Two outs. Deming steps in. And throw to first and uh, call back safely. I want to see Deming just completely... Just changes mindset right here and say, you know what, I'm going to look for a pitch middle in and I'm going to give it the best swing I ever can and try to leave the yard here. Spark this offense. Pitch to Deming, a swing and a miss at a pitch up in his eyes. I don't think the Cougars have had an extra base hit in this series. No, they haven't. We've only had six hits on the weekend. Owen won the count. Another throw to first and call again back in safely. All time these two schools. Oklahoma State holds an 11-4 edge. 
Last time they played was here in Stillwater in 2009. So it's been 11 years since the Cougars have visited here. And uh, Oklahoma State is slated to come to Provo. I think you said in two years. Yeah, in two years. It'll be the same weekend. Quick throw to first, and again, call back in safely. Deming, the Cougar first baseman, steps back in with Valdez on deck. And the pitch. Osmond throws him a curveball, drops on the outside corner for strike two. Well, two-strike approach, battle here. See a ball in the zone and put in play. Another throw to first. I'm not sure. They must just have, trying to tire him out, or they must have the wrong scattering report on Brian Call. <laughs> he just because he's a smaller guy doesn't mean he's fast. Here's Deming. He steps back in, and Austin swings and goes down for the second time in the game. Cougars waste the leadoff walk. We're through three and a half. One nothing. Oklahoma State over BYU. On your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Well, takes 10 seconds for a station identification. This is BYU Radio on 107.9 FM KUMT Randolph. You're listening to Cougar Baseball on BYU Radio. All right, back here in Stillwater, Alley Reynolds Stadium on the campus of Oklahoma State. One nothing. the Cowboys leading the Cougars as we go to the bottom of the fourth inning. New pitcher Cooper McKeon in for the Cougars, the left-handed freshman. He's out of Matthews, North Carolina. And McKeon off to a great start in his BYU career. This will be his ninth appearance to lead the Cougars in that category. One win, one loss. ERA of 2.57. He's thrown seven innings, has nine strikeouts. And the first pitch is a strike. Well, with Lesser struggling a little bit in the last inning, Coach uh, Littlewood decides to bring McKeon in at this point and another pitch and another strike to Campbell. Oh, and you got a lot of horses in the stable and you have just one game to play. Hey, guy doesn't have his best stuff anymore, you don't think? Then go to the next guy up. Well, and getting some guys a little bit of work, too. They won't play until next Thursday. Swing and a miss. And McKeon strikes Campbell out for out number one. I noticed you didn't have any Tuesday games before LMU or Pepperdine this year. Yeah, just the way that it worked out. We only have, you know, Utah and UVU and Boise to make that kind of happen right now until Dixie gets in. And UVU and Utah had already had those two games, those two weekends scheduled. So we couldn't play them. It's kind of the way it worked out. Usually it's a pitching issue. Yeah. But this year it's not a pitching issue. No, it isn't. Usually it's just, you know, who who are we going to throw out there? But uh, this year you've got any number of people. Max Hewitt steps in. He grounded out his first time up. First pitch outside, ball one. Hewitt grounded out to Peyton Cole at third base. 
back in the second inning. Oklahoma scored on the RBI double by Caden Trinkle back in the third. And that's been the only runs of the run of the day. And there's a pitch inside and clips Hewitt, so he goes down to first base after he's hit by a pitch. And that will bring Alex Garcia to the plate. Now batting the first baseman, number 42, Alex Garcia. Again, Garcia, an interesting guy out of Othello, Washington. Went and played J.C. ball at Central Arizona and now is a junior here making a big impact at Oklahoma State. Hitting over 300 on the year. Big kid, good powers, only got one home run. But uh, you watch him in BP and he can, he can light it up. Now Mike Littlewood out of the uh, dugout, slowly making his way out to McKeon. Yep, he brought in Coop to face the two lefties. He got the one out, hit the other one, and it's okay. Hey, going to go the next guy up. New pitcher for the Cougars. We'll take a two-minute break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Closer for the Cougars is brought on here early as he has not seen any action in the three-game series. McLaughlin wearing number 31. This is his seventh appearance. Two wins, a loss, one save on the year. Got that save Tuesday night against UVU. So McLaughlin, the right-hander, is brought in here in the fourth inning. And he will face Alex Garcia. Quick throw to first base and back in safely is Hewitt. Hewitt has not attempted a steal this year. But this uh, team likes to run. They definitely do. Hit and run, bunt and run. We've seen a little bit of everything out of them. Another throw to first and, again, Hewitt back in safely. Yeah, they're just an aggressive team at nature. They take big swings, especially early in the count. They kind of know who they are. They like to move runners. Play solid defense and pitch it well. The pitch is up high for ball one. Reed McLaughlin wearing number 31, 5'10, 165 out of Scottsdale. Freshman All American last year, he was dynamite. And he's gotten off to the same kind of start here in uh, 2020. Again, he throws the first. And the runner back in safely. One and all the count. McLaughlin will work from the stretch. And the pitch. And that's a little bit outside for ball two. Wind really gusting. 15 to 20 right now, maybe a little, maybe gusting a little harder than that at times. And if you live in Stillwater, I think that's just part of the deal. That pitch is up a little bit for ball three. 
Yeah, it's saying it's 24 miles an hour right now. For the next four hours. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bumpy ride out of yeah, Oklahoma City. Definitely could be. Here's a pitch that's over for a strike. Three and one. Well, this is a dangerous count. I'm assuming that they'll run here. Start him in motion. If it's ball four, you take it. If not, you put a good swing on it. The throw to first. McLaughlin thinks he's going, so he's trying to keep him as close to the bag as possible. Garcia steps back in. And the 3-1 pitch. That's over for a call strike two. Well, battle back to full now. Go ahead and win this. Keep the ball down. You got to keep the ball down to Garcia. If, you, if it's up and elevated and he can extend to it, in this wind, it's going to go a long ways. Three-one pitch, swing and a miss, or three-two pitch, swing and a miss. Two men out, all the way back from three-zero. Strikes Garcia out for out number two. Yeah, just blew it by him right there at ninety-one. <laughs> you know he throws ninety, ninety-one, ninety-two, but it looks quicker. It's so heavy. It is, yeah. It just looks quicker. And you can tell that his arm feels good this year, Brent, because he's even touched some 93s this year, which we never saw that last year. Well, you can see it in the ballpark. I mean, from here, you can see it from a dugout. I mean, the kid just has just an unbelievable talent, God-given talent of, of that arm. Seyfried uh, grounded... Uh, out to Deming at first base, his first time up. And McLaughlin's pitch, good fastball, over for a strike. What makes him so good, Brent, is he's just an elite strike thrower. He comes at you, he attacks, 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 and, you know, you got to hit his best because he's going to come at you. And he has confidence in everything oh, yes, he throws. Oh, yes, he really I mean, does. There's no doubt about what he believes that he can do, and he normally gets it done. So Seifert will step back in with an 0-1 count. Hewitt's still at first base. Pitch is fouled up and out of play, 0-2. You know, if, if, if Reed could develop a, a changeup and add that third pitch, because he's a fastball slider now, you know, he could be a rotation-type arm and just be electric. Seifert steps back in. And another throw to first. I think he's thrown as many balls to first base yeah. as he has to the plate. If not more. I know that first batter, it was throw, 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 throw. Keeps you off balance. I'll pitch up just a little bit, one and two. Seifert is a junior out of Lubbock, Texas. 
He's been in left field all three games for the Cowboys. And here is McLaughlin's pitch. Ball gets away from Valdez. And the base runner moves up to second base. And, and Abe tried to catch that curveball in the dirt instead of block it. And he stabbed at it, and it ricocheted away to the dugout. And that's a huge mistake because now a single takes a 2-0 lead. Yeah, instead of getting in front of it and letting it come into your body, he just, like you said, he just kind of stabbed at it yeah. with a glove. Which Abe has been doing such a good job this year of not doing that. Two balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. That pitch hit him. Came in and just clipped him on the leg. So now runners at first and second base, and uh, Cade Cabanis will come up. Two hit batters in the inning. One by McKeon and one by McLaughlin. Well, now the pass ball doesn't matter because they would have moved up anyways on the hit by pitch. So now you just go to work right here. You got a, a batter hitting 200. He's a good hitter. He has struck out 14 times this year. He is 0 for 8 in the series. And the first pitch is inside ball one. He's cutting his fastball right now, Brent, and everything to lefties is just hammering in, in, in. He normally can stick that pitch on the outer, on that inner half, and but it just keeps cutting in on him. One and all the count, the pitch, looping fly ball to left. In comes Latham. He's there, makes the catch for the out. And the Cougars dodge a bullet there. No runs, no hits, no errors, but two big runners left on base. We're through four complete. one nothing. Oklahoma State over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Dave Valdez will lead it off for BYU. He walked his first time up. Cougars headless through four as we go to the fifth inning. First pitch from Osmond is over for a call strike. And like you said off the air, now's the time, right? Get this offense going. Curveball up a little bit high. I tell you, if one of these two guys right here, Mitch and a, uh, sorry, Abe and then Mitch, can get a big hit, start rolling. I really believe that. Pitches outside for ball two. two we're, we were looking back at some of the games we won, and you know, against Kyle Pauly, they had two fantastic pitchers that we faced, and in both of those wins that we had, it was our big leaders. Well, hit pretty well, left center field. Center fielder going back, looking up, and he's not going to get there. That's up against the wall, and Abe. Valdez with the Cougars' first hit and their first extra base hit in the series. I appreciate you calling that for. You called for that off the air. You said, let's get an extra base hit right here. Nicely done, Abe. But like I was saying, Mitch had two huge doubles against Cal Poly, doubles with two RBIs that we won games on. Deming had an RBI triple. I mean, a three RBI triple, just things like that that – you know, those big guys had big hits, and we won games. And so now we have a possibility here. It's a one-run game in the fifth inning. 
your senior catcher just hit a double, and now you have your junior leader that, hey, now it's time. Well, McIntyre will step in, lined into a double play his first time up. Mitch hitting from the left side. Steps in, and Osmond's first pitch is a curveball that drops in for a strike. I hate when the umpire gives him that pitch. The, the catcher, whole body moves away from the plate on the curveball, and he still gives it to him. Like, if he sticks it with his body on that corner, I get it. But when you're moving away to catch it, it's a ball. Especially for strike one. Here's the 0-1 to McIntyre. That's outside, 1-1 and the count. It's almost the same pitch. Both these coaches are in their eighth year at their respective schools. Josh Holliday in his eighth year. And Mike Littlewood also in his eighth year at BYU. Outside ball two. Josh had a chance to coach under some amazing head coaches. Coach Corbin at Vanderbilt and Augie Garrido at Texas. Those are some pretty good guys to tutelage under and learn from. Two-one pitch is inside ball three. Nicely done right there. Well, now's your chance, right? Three-one count. No out runner at second. Whatever it takes here, it's a one-run ball game. You're trying to get that Abe to third with less than two. Take a good cut right here. Here's Osmond's pitch. Ball hammered. Past the second baseman into right field. They're going to hold Valdez at uh, third base. Yeah, Abe had to freeze in the line drive. He wasn't sure if it was going to be caught, and it... It bounced a short hop right past the second baseman. Tipped off his glove, I think. I think it did. And and so Abe was only able to advance to third, so now you have first and third, no outs. Great piece of hitting there by Mitch. Got a good fastball to hit. Put a good swing on it. And you got your three freshmen coming up, Watkins, Pintar, and Cole. Well, this is what it's made for right here. If you're Brock, you're just looking for the first pitch that's elevated that you can do some damage with here. Worst case, worst case scenario, just hit a fly ball in the outfield. He grounded out to third base his first time up. Quick throw to first, and uh, McIntyre, good speed back in safely. Watkins hitting an even 200 coming into the game. Does have a home run and four RBIs. Mm. That ball hits him, came and got him on the shoulder. So the Cougars are going to have bases loaded. 92 to the shoulder. Yeah, that hurt. You could hear that one. Looked like it kind of came in on him. Now the pitching coach out. You know, I'll tell you, before this weekend, coming into this weekend, a one offensive category that we've been really good at, Brent, it's a runner at third, less than two, getting that. I think we were top ten in the country at sack flies which that's a good thing as far as team at bat goes, right? Yeah. I mean, that there's some progress there. There's some success that they can have. We were doing a really good job of team at bats. We haven't had a chance this weekend to have those at bats, and now here's our first shot at with it. Bases loaded, and the French uh, freshman Pintar up, who 
Pintar's had some huge, huge, huge at-bats for us this year. Well, there's some activity down in the bullpen for Oklahoma State. We can't tell for sure. It's kind of wrapped around the grandstands down in the left field corner. So we can't tell for sure who's down there. Umpire now out trying to speed up the pitching coach, get things going here. Well, again, just like I said with Brock, bases loaded, no outs. Pintar, you're looking for the first elevated pitch. His last at-bat, he, he jumped on a fastball and hit a line drive to left for an out. We'll take that right here. As much as I want to get greedy, Brent, I'm just looking for a hit or a sack fly. Cowboys playing double play depth, willing to give up the run for the potential double play ground ball. As Pintar steps in, bases loaded, nobody out. As the Cougars threatening here in the top of the fifth. Andrew Pintar, 296 average. And the first pitch from Osmond is a curveball. It's down low, ball one. Oh, he wanted that pitch. The crowd wanted that pitch. Good take right there. Everyone in the infield is playing back except the first baseman's playing in. Here's Osmond's pitch. Curveball, this one's called a strike. It was up in the zone. Another good take there. Seen it twice now. If he throws that one up in the zone again, that's the one you can hammer. One ball, one strike. Nobody out. Bases loaded. Cougars looking to score here. And Pintar flies this one out of play off the right side. He reached back on that one. That was 94. Well, right here, you just, you know, I mean, worst case, you make contact, yep. hit a ground ball, and, and uh, but you score a run, you yeah. tie it up. Even if you hit a double play ball yeah. here, at least you. You can't strike out here. Put a ball in play, choke up, and put a ball in play. Here's the pitch from Osmond. That ball hit pretty well. Center fielder coming in a couple of steps, and he makes the catch. What a great catch yes, out there by Trinkle, but the run does score. Yeah, he full layout, full layout right there and barely caught that ball. Sack fly RBI by Pentars tied it up. But with two strikes, that's what you do. Just put a ball in play. And he's able to hit a sack fly. Now because the, the other base runners weren't tagging on that shallow fly ball, they couldn't tag up and move up on the dive, so they're still at first and second. Boy, Trinkle, great play. If that gets past him, the Cougars score three. But uh, he got there, laid out, caught it at his shoelaces. Four out number one, and we're all tied up 1-1. And Peyton Cole, the hitter. Peyton Cole flew out to center field his first time up. Cougars with two hits in the inning. And Cole Big swing and a miss for strike one. Yeah, I like that. Being aggressive, I like that. It's a good swing. Oklahoma State only has one hit in the ball game. So both these uh, pitching staffs have really dominated this series. Cole pops it up. Off the left side, third baseman is there, camped under it, and makes the catch for the out. Yeah, and those are, those are huge at-bats early. 
You know, you have two freshman hitters coming in the spot with bases loaded, no outs. You get one sack fly, and then, you know, if Peyton can find a way to get a hit right there, the confidence level would just go huge, right? But now you have, if you pop out on a weak fly ball to the third baseman, and now it's two outs, first and second, and you're begging for a huge two-out hit by Brian Call right here. So Brian steps in. He's grounded out and walked in the game. And the first pitch to call is down low, ball one. Cougars have McIntyre, great speed at second base. And Watkins at first, who has good speed. They'll be going hard on anything hit here and call uh, looking for a base hit to get the Cougars the lead. That's outside for a ball. You know, call had a big double in our come-from-behind win at Cal Poly, and it was down the left field line. He just took a breaking ball, stayed on it, hit a line drive over third that got all the way to the line. I would love to see that right here. Two balls, no strikes. And the pitch. Call takes that one over for a strike. Two and one. I think the umpire forgot that call's only 5-8. That looked like it might have yeah. been up a little bit. Call not happy with the with the strike call. 1-1 one, one the score. We are in the top of the fifth here in Stillwater. Cougars looking to steal game three here. Call takes that one way outside for ball three. Well, be selective here. Take your walk. Get yours and hammer it. Other than that, take your walk and get Hobbs up there. But if you get your pitch, hit a line drive and score a run or two. Here's the pitch to call, and that's over for a call. Strike two. And that was a good one, Brent. It looked like it was right down the yeah, middle. It did. Full count. Runners will be moving on this pitch. As Brian Call. The left-handed hitting sophomore steps back in. And the pitch. Call fouls it off. Good battle. Tried to go 92 miles an hour away. I mean, Call is, you know, he's a hitter. I mean, that's yep. what he is. Yep. I mean, that's what he likes doing, and uh, he'll, he'll battle for you. He got the start today because of the way he, he battled in the exactly. ninth inning last night. Exactly. Three and two again. Here's the pitch. And again, the ball fouled off. Yeah, you know that the thing you're going to get with Brian is he's not a big power guy. He's a guy, he's a contact hitter that just puts together really professional type at bats and just battles. Three and two again. Two men out. Runners will be moving. And the pitch. Call. Strike three called on a curveball. Fooled on the pitch. And the Cougars get one run on two hits. There were no errors. Two minutes left on base. We're through four and a half. One, one. Cowboys and Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Go to the bottom of the fifth, 1-1 the score. Dylan Gardner will lead it off. 
against Reed McLaughlin, and the first pitch is up a little bit high. Ball one. Cougars scored the one run on two hits. They had bases loaded, nobody down, uh, out, and just were able to scratch one run across on the sack fly. Swing and a miss. One ball and one strike. So BYU really with an opportunity to get that last half inning. Yeah, just had a chance. Just come yep. up with a big hit. Give Pintar credit for uh, putting that ball in play to yep. drive in the one run. Put a ball on play with two strikes, drove in a run on a sack fly, and then it was a weak pop out by Cole, and then the full count looking called strike three on the curveball for Call. Pitches up a little bit high, three and one the count. Well, to is, the number nine hitter, Dylan Gardner. You just tied the ball game up. You're giving yourself a little bit of confidence as a team. you got to put up a zero right here if you're Reed. Swing and a miss for strike two. And the last thing you want to do is walk the leadoff number nine hitter who's batting a buck 25 on the year. Go right at him. Make him earn it. Pitch up a little bit high. Laughlin not agreeing with the call. And a leadoff walk to Gardner. And that will bring Houston Morrill to the plate. I think the umpire got fooled there because even Gardner, like, stopped thinking that he was going to get called strike three on that, and uh, he didn't. But you know they're going to bunt in this situation. Bunner hit and run. Morrill's a guy they love to create action with. He's a good bunner, can really run. Peyton Cole moves in at third base. Houston Morrill steps in. And he's scoring to bunt. Here's the pitch from McLaughlin, and that's over for a strike. Started him out with a curveball. Yeah, good breaking ball right there by Reed. again squaring to bunt. Here's the pitch. Off the plate for a ball. Bright sunshiny day here. Supposed to start raining later tonight. Wind blowing about 20-25 miles an hour. Again squaring to bunt. Here's the 1-1 pitch. There's a bunt attempt and it's fouled back up and over the top of Abe Valdez. Oh, one-two count now, Brent. Most coaches don't like their hitters to try to have to bunt with two strikes, but we've already seen it this weekend, so you never know. Morrill will step back in, a ball and two strikes. No one him with two strikes. He battles. He finds a way to all of his hits this weekend have come with two strikes. McLaughlin throws the first and the runner back in. And sometimes you have that pickoff throw right there just to see if the hitter tries to square early on the bunt when he sees the first motion. He didn't show there. Get your ground ball double play right here, Reed. Here's the one-two. That ball gets away, bounces up off of Valdez, and the runner moves up. 
curveball. Valdez that time did block it, but it just hit off his body and bounced down the third baseline. Yeah, why Bad can, break why by can BYU. we catch those breaks? We, you know, when things are not going your way, they are not going your way. Oklahoma State has five more games here at this ballpark before moving over. They play St. Louis next Tuesday and Wednesday. Then Fresno State comes in Thursday, Friday, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday of next week. Popped up foul out of play. Then they go to Dallas Baptist for a midweek game before TCU on March 20th, the opening of O'Brate Stadium here on the campus. Two and two. Oh, that pitch hitting. By curveball, it got away from McLaughlin and plunked Morrill. So runners at first and second base now. And Caden Trinkle will be the hitter. And he's already has three sacrifice bunts on the year. So you know this is a spot that they will do that. Boy, tough. You just tie it up. You you get into a game and you've been behind the whole series. You tie it up and then you a walk and a hit batter. Kind of feels like the other night, right? When we had a tied game all night yeah. and all of a sudden the seventh. Walk and hit by pitch and it turns into two runs. So Trinkle's job here, he's trying to bunt the ball to third and make Peyton Cole field it so they can advance the runners. He did the same. This is the exact same combination they had early in game one, and he was able to beat the throw out at first. Now the umpire is chasing a piece of paper on the field. Yeah, it looks like a napkin out there on the field right in front of home plate. (laughs) Nice round of applause for the umpire. According to the crowd, that's first thing he's done right the entire night. I agree. So Deming at first base in on the grass. Cole about even with a bag at third. Now he's starting to creep in a little bit. And here is McLaughlin's pitch, and it is over for a strike. Trinkle, I'm sure we're trying to bunt all the way and just took a good pitch right there to put it down. Yep. Cooks had the wheel play on there, so Brock was taken off to try to get the lead runner at third. Be great if you can get the force out at third. But no matter what, you just have to get an out. Again, scoring to bunt. Here's the pitch. The wheel play again, and that ball's fouled up and right up above uh, Valdez. And the count now 0-2. So Trinkle, like uh, Morrill, unable to, to put the bunt down. Yep. Cougars bailed Morrill out as uh, McLaughlin hit him. But he's got an 0-2 count on Trinkle. He's really one of their better hitters. I, I, I think when you look at this lineup top to bottom, defense, hitting and everything, he's got to be your guy. Yeah, he's a clutch kid too. 
Wouldn't be surprised if he gets a two-out hit, but we're looking for a big ground ball here. Execute a pitch right here. A couple guys in the Coug bullpen going. I see Cutter Clausen out there and Walker. Oh, two. That ball's hit out towards second. Could be two on to second for one. The return to first. Oh, Safe come at on. first base. Boy, very close play at the bag at first. First base umpire calls him safe, so runners at the corners with one man out. Too bad we don't have that replay going today. He knew it was going to be close because the ball wasn't really hit that hard, but nice job by Pintar to get the ball to Watkins. They just couldn't quite get uh, the speedy Trinkle at first base. That's what speed does. Makes it tough to double you up. Polkovich now will step in. Let's get you another one here. He's three for nine in the series with an RBI. That pitch is high and outside, ball one. And they've proven that they will safety squeeze. They tried it in game one, and we were able to get him out at the dish. Oklahoma State still just one hit in the game. That came back the RBI double by Trinkle in the third inning. And the pitch is over for a strike. One and one the count to Polkovich with uh, Justin Campbell in the on-deck circle. McLaughlin from the stretch. Here's the pitch. Just off the plate. Two and one the count. There was a walk, a hit batter, and a fielder's choice. And the Cowboys have runners at the corners with uh, one man out. Ball's fouled up and into the seats. Well, big spot now, 2-2 count. The runner of first trinkle can run. You know, Polkovich can run well, too, yeah. the, the hitter. be hard to double him off. It's got to be hit just hard enough. Find a way, Reed, right here, battle. 2-2, two and two. here's McLaughlin's pitch. Fly ball. That ball is going to be fouled down the left field line, and that ball is going to find the seats. Probably fortunate for BYU. Yeah. It's one of those ones that if you catch that, they're going to score a run. Wynn was kind of pushing that ball away from Latham. Good effort out there, but it just, uh, the way the ballpark is designed, the the grandstand down there is uh, kind of jutted out toward the field to just give a better sight line to the spectators. But there's not a whole lot of foul territory down there no, as we talked not. about last night. Two balls, two strikes, and the pitch. That ball hammered. Left field, Hobbs Nyberg going over. 
He is not going to get there. That's up against the wall. One run scores. Here comes the second run, and he will score. Throw to third. Not in time, and a triple by Polkovich has given Oklahoma State a 3-1 lead. That's what good teams do, right? First and third, 2-2 count, got a fastball down the middle, and he just hammered it. One hop off the right center field gap, and we would have had him out at third. Pintar's throw actually hit the runner. It would have had a chance to get him at third, and because of that, it uh, he gets the triple out of it. Justin Campbell now steps in. And Mike Littlewood out of the uh, dugout. We're going to get another pitching change. We'll take a break. Two-minute break. Right after, be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball alongside Tuckett Slade. Here's Brent Norton. Well, Oklahoma State, a big hit right there. Off the bat of Pokovich, he triples in two. And Cougars tied it here in the top of the uh, fifth, and Oklahoma State has uh, come back with two of their own here in the bottom half of the inning. Unfortunately, a walk and a hit batter is what got this thing started, and that's normally something you don't see out of McLaughlin. Yeah, no, you definitely don't see that, but, you know, all weekend, if you look at the hits-to-run ratio, they won 2 nothing with, with four hits. Right, and they got those two runs off a hit by pitch and a walk, right? And again, you see it today. Last night they had this, the the sixth runs; only three of those were earned. And uh, it's just you can't give good teams free base runners. It usually turns into runs, and that's what Oklahoma State's done really well today: is turned in their two hits to mean, mean something and give them three runs with their fourth run at third base right now. Cougars bring the infield in. Justin Campbell, this is a big at bat right here and a big out for the Cougars. Yes, it really is. So Campbell will step in. He is grounded out and struck out in the ballgame. And Clausen's first pitch is down low, ball one. Cutter Clausen in relief here for the Cougars. He's got a 4.50 earned run average. This is his fourth appearance. Curveball again down low for ball two. It's like the Cougars with Easton Walker still continuing to throw. Campbell fouls that one off, and I would think next situation with a right-hander. He'll go to Easton. He'll go to Walker. Who could literally finish this game out for you? Yeah, definitely could. Two balls and a strike. Clausen rocks and fires up pitches. Fair ball down the first baseline. A run scores. Campbell is going to try to make it to second base. Here comes the throw by Nyberg, but not in time. That was literally right over the bag. Two hopped right over the bag. So a triple and a double. And the... Cowboys have put three on the board here in the bottom of the fifth. And Max Hewitt will step to the plate. Four runs on three hits. 
Boy, but their hits come at big times. Yes, just clutch hits. Clutch, clutch hits. Just about took that first base umpire out. He had a hard time keeping balanced and showing the fair ball sign. First pitch is over for a strike to Hewitt. Four-one now the score for the Cowboys. And Cutter Clawson. Now timeout called by Hewitt at the plate. Next Cougar game will be next Thursday in Provo. LMU coming to town. First conference game for both teams. Uh, all conference uh, games start next week in the West Coast. As Clawson with the 0 1. That ball's looped down the third baseline foul. Again, about five feet away from being extra bases. Yeah, kind of just an excuse me swing, just trying to just tap it and play. Came to the ballpark and saw these conditions and thought we might have a home run derby today, but boy, we really haven't come close. Valdez yeah, we haven't yet. doubled. Kind of to the base of the center field wall, but that's uh, that's really been it as far as any kind of power. No, or no balls, two strikes. And here is Clawson with the sign and the pitch. Outside ball one. Both these teams were preseason selected to be number two in their respective conferences. I think Texas Tech was picked number one in the Big 12. And Gonzaga picked number one in the West Coast Conference. And again, Clawson's pitch. Again, a ball fouled off. I kind of get the feeling that the the teams in this league they just do not like each other. That there's a lot of hatred amongst one another. There's a lot of mutual respect in the West Coast Conference. I feel like the coaches kind of respect each other, and there's there's a few rivalries that you really don't like. But uh, I kind of get the feeling that there's not one team in this league that that this school in particular actually likes. One and two, the count. Pitch is fouled off. Watkins uh, came in behind the base runner. And Clawson went to home, so somebody missed a sign. Yeah. Fortunately, the ball was fouled straight back. As Hewitt. Steps back to the plate. One ball and two strikes, and here is Clawson's pitch. Ball hit right at Pintar. He's got it. Runner will advance the third base on the out. Yeah, nice job. Two men out. Campbell moves to third base. You got 
And that will bring to the plate uh, Alex Garcia. Not before we're going to have another pitching change. I think Easton Walker is going to be brought in. We'll take a two-minute break and be back with more Cougar baseball action. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, we're back here. Easton Walker has come on to pitch. He will inherit a runner at third base. And Alex Garcia will be the hitter. Be the seventh guy to come up in the uh, inning as uh, Oklahoma State's put three on the board after the Cougars tied it up in the top half of this inning. Inning was started out with a walk and a hit batter. And a couple of clutch extra base hits by the Cowboys have scored the three. Well, big run there. Big run at third. Got to find a way if you're Easton. He's used to coming in in big spots. Need a big out right here. Garcia will step in. He's flown to right and struck out. And Easton Walker wearing number nine on the back of the jersey. A young man on Pleasant Grove. First pitch fouled off for a strike. Walker, a junior. Pitching in relief here. Usually one of the, you know, preseason you have to have four starters. He was the number three guy demoted this week. But see what happens next week. Came out through lights out Tuesday. We'll see how he does here in this outing. Yeah, we need him to be big. Lights out right now. To give us a chance to come back in this game. Need big outs from Easton. One ball and one strike. And the pitch over for a call, strike two. Here's the pitch. Strike three called. Garcia goes down on strikes. Three runs in the inning. On two hits, no errors, and one man left. We're through five complete, 4-1 Oklahoma State leading BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Pitcher freshman Ryan Bogus into the ballgame. This will be his fourth appearance, all in relief. He's thrown two innings. Giving up three runs, three hits. Opponents uh, are hitting 375 off of Bogus, an ERA of 13.50. And the Cougars 2-3 and 4 do up. Hobbs Nyberg will lead it off. And fouls the first pitch down the first baseline. Well, just battle mode. Hey, we were able to put together a run last inning, getting bases loaded, no outs. Hey, go right back at it and try it again. Here's the 0-1 to Hobbs. Hit pretty well. Center fielder going out, now coming in a few steps with that wind, and he makes the catch for the out. One man out here in the sixth. 
that will bring to the plate uh, Hayden Latham. Latham 0 for 2. He's 1 for 8 in this three-game series. Latham with uh, two home runs on the year and eight RBIs. And here's Bogus's first pitch, and that's outside ball one. What a name right there. What a name. Ryan Bogus, 6'2", 174, from Lone Star High School in Frisco, Texas. Ooh, good curveball. Completely fooled Latham. Pretty cool high school name, Lone Star. Yeah, for sure. One ball, one strike to Latham. Fastball on the outside corner, one and two. Well, it's battle mode, right? Choke up, put a ball in play. Here's the one, two. Good. Ball fouled off. Good. You know, uh, talking to Coach Littlewood before the game, he's, he's been working with the hitters to, yeah, come up on the bat a little bit. When you're behind in the count, just get the ball, hit it. You got a chance for to get it in play somewhere. Yep. Make it make a play. Here's the one, two. The curveball, this one uh, squirts down the first baseline foul. He's got a pretty good breaking pitch. He's fooled Latham with a couple of them. And Hayden just got a piece of that one. Latham's been pretty much a fixture in that number three hole for the Cougars. Out of College of Southern Idaho, a J.C. transfer. A ball hit well, but right at the shortstop who's got it on two hops and throws him out. Yeah, good at bat. Two men out, and Austin Deming will come up. How about the first baseman, number 25, Austin Deming? Deming steps in. With two men out, and takes a curveball up high for ball one. This will conclude the preseason games for the Cougars. Jump into conference action next week in Provo. Deming rips one to center. In comes Trinkle. He's unable to make that play. Deming with a single. Trinkle again kind of laid out, got enough of the glove on it to knock it down. Yeah, Deming hit that so hard. It almost hit it too hard to where he gave him a chance. Line drive that just kept staying up. Full out. He had it in his glove, and when he hit the ground, it popped out. So we'll take it. Good piece of hitting right there. Both teams now with three hits in the ballgame. As the hits in this series have been few and far between for both teams. And Abe Valdez, who has walked and doubled, steps in. First pitch to Abe's inside, ball one. Yeah, his double last inning got the rally going. Abe's still sporting that uh, black eye and 
bruise underneath his eye where he took a pitch to his cheek down in uh, New Mexico. Doesn't seem to be affecting him at all. There's a ground ball into left field base hit. So back-to-back two-out hits by the Cougars. Yeah, good at bat there. Fastball running in on his hands. Just hit a nice, nice hard ground ball through the six hole there. Nice to see Abe putting a couple good swings on it. Got to get him going. Well, now we're in a chance with the runner in scoring position with Mitch, who had a single his last time up. So McIntyre will step in. He is one for two today. And Bogus's first pitch is up high for ball one. And these are the guys we're talking about. Deming gets the hit. Uh, Abe gets the hit. And now it's Mitch's turn. Two out knocks. Cut this game to a one-run game. Or split a gap and maybe Abe scores. Right? Just find a way. Find a way. Right here. Big at-bats. Come on, Mitch. Pitch is down low for a ball. And the second baseman's playing in deep, well, shallow right field is what you call a deep second base. He's about four steps onto the grass into the four hole, so there's a huge spot up the middle. Yeah. If you hit a ground ball past the pitcher up the middle, it's going to score a run. Outfield has him playing straight up. Pitch to. Oh, man. Looked like it yeah. was down and in, but it's a called strike. When a catcher brings the glove down to catch it, it's a ball. It's a ball. Can't give these guys that advantage. Two balls, one strike to Mitch McIntyre. And here's Bogus's pitch, and McIntyre pops this one foul out of play. Two and two. Two men on, two men out. Cougars down 4-1 to one here in the top of the sixth inning in Stillwater. Put a ball in play right here. Mitch, find a way. Here's Bogus's pitch, and Mitch swings and misses, goes down on strikes. And the Cougars denied here. No runs, two hits, no errors. Two big runners left on. We are through five and a half, four-one. Cowboys over the Cougars on your new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to Cougar Baseball. Alongside Tuckett Slade, here's Brent Norton. Noah Seifert will lead it off. Seven, eight, and nine do up for Oklahoma State. Here in the bottom of the sixth. Remember, we have a hard end on this game in about an hour. So, team has to catch a plane that's about 70 miles away. So, about an hour's left of baseball. And the first pitch is over for a call strike to Seafit. Easton Walker. On the hill for the Cougars, and that pitch is outside. Walker, the fifth pitcher to be on the mound for the Cougars today. 
And here's Walker's 1-1, a swing and a miss. Good fastball there. Yeah, really good located fastball running away from his hands. Well, you look at that last half inning, Oklahoma State came up with the big hits with two men out and guys in scoring position, and the Cougars did not. Yeah, we had our guy up. That's strike three. Come on. It's just off the plate, one and two. When I say just off the plate, that was the umpire's opinion. Just yes. off the plate. Not necessarily my opinion. Unbelievable. Here's the one, two. That's up high. Two and two. Two balls, two strikes. Popped up foul. Seafried, Cabanus, and Gardner do up here for the Cowboys. Ball hit pretty well. Center field. Back goes Mitch, and he is there and did not make the play. Ran into the fence, and he's down. And that will be a triple for Seafried. Yeah, full-on sprint. You can't ask for better effort than that. And it actually touched his glove as he was running face planted into the wall. Fortunately, that wall is uh, is chain link. You could see him kind of bounce off the wall. Yeah. Appears to be okay. He's up now and moving back toward his position. Trainer, Great effort trainer, by uh, trainer Judd Franson's out there running to see Mitch. Tremendous effort by uh, McIntyre. That's the thing about this team that I love about this group is they just play hard, Brent. Yeah, they might have a lot of deficiencies right now, and then they might have some struggles going on, but they just play hard. They play so hard. And right there, he's going 100 miles an hour as fast as he possibly can to go make a play for Easton and his team and just <laughs> probably going as fast as he possibly can and hits right into the wall. That was the first ball we've seen that's really had yeah. the, the, the wind's had an impact on yep. it. Wind was pushing the ball away from Mitch. And he got just about the deepest part of the ballpark and put the glove up, as you mentioned. The glove, uh, the ball did hit the glove about simultaneously when he crashed into the wall. Now they're just out looking at that uh, left shoulder, making sure he's okay, because that took the brunt of the hit. So Mitch will stay in the ball game. And Oklahoma State with a runner at third base. Nobody out. Cougars are going to have to bring the infield in. And Cade Cabanis will be the hitter. Looks like the Cougars uh, got some activity down in the pen. As Cabanus will come to the plate, he's 0 for 2. And here's the first pitch from Walker. That's fouled out of play. When that ball was hit, 
I thought I had a chance to get out of the ballpark. So did I. It's hard to tell with that wind, but I'll tell you that wind is blowing as hard right now as it has the entire day. Straight out toward left center. No balls in a strike. Cabin is 0 for 9 against the Cougars this weekend. And that pitch is up high. One ball and one strike. One and one the count. Here's the pitch. Down low, ball two. What a great time to hit if you're cabinets. Infield's in. You're up three runs, runner at third, no outs. It's just hard contact, and you're going to get yourself an RBI. Here's the pitch. Strike called. Two and two the count. It's like a couple of right-handers are throwing in the pen for the Cougars. You need the strikeout right here, Brent. Here's the pitch, and that's down low, ball three. Got to be able to throw that secondary pitch for a called strike against this offensive team. Pitchers have been successful this weekend doing that. So when they when they can't throw that secondary pitch for a called strike, then Cowboy hitters are just basically just taking it and getting fastballs and hammering them. Three and two the count. Ball fouled. Down the third base side. Good piece of hitting because that was a fantastic pitch by Easton. Fastball in on his hands would have been called strike three. He just found a way to foul it away. A little excuse me, check swing. Live to see another pitch. Again, Walker with a long look in at uh, Abe Valdez. Infield in, 4-1 the score, Oklahoma State leading. And the pitch popped up, foul again. Cabanus is a out of Bixby, Oklahoma. Big kid, 6'4", 228. Big-time defensive player in right field for them. And the pitch, and that's down low inside, so a walk. After the triple. And that will bring up Dylan Gardner. He's walked twice and scored twice today. So Gardner will step in, second baseman, as Cowboys trying to add to their 4-1 lead here 
in the sixth inning. And here's the pitch. That's outside for a ball. Easton not quite the command that he had Tuesday night. No. Pitching coach Michael Bradshaw out. Might have noticed something. Yeah, he just doesn't look as crisp. This is a visit right here to, to get your other guy in the bullpen fully ready and to talk to Easton about a few small mechanical things to get him back in line, get him back in the bottom of the zone. Well, the mantra of this team has kind of been positive and be patient. Yep. And uh, at times that wears a little thin, you know, <laughs> for everybody. Yep. You can only be patient for so long, right, at some point. So one and all the count, Bradshaw returns to the dugout. Runners at the corners with nobody out. Cougars back, double play depth up the middle. And Gardner swings and misses for a strike. One ball and one strike. Look at the number of players that have come out of Oklahoma State. Just unbelievable baseball tradition here. Pitch is just a little bit low ball, too. Already talked about Matt Holliday and Robin Ventura, both guys who are on the staff. Pete, you know, Pete and Cavilia. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just some big time names that have come through here. Here's a 2-1 pitch. Runners at the corner. Swing and a miss. 2-2. Good pitch right there. I was talking to uh, Coach Pratt earlier in this week. Him and Matt Holliday played on Team USA together when they were in high school. Went to Brazil to play in the national games, and so they knew know each other. And 2-2, two and two, a swing and a miss. That's a big-time strikeout. Gardner goes down on strikes for out number one, and now the top of the order, and Houston Morrill steps in. Yeah, Matt uh, Matt signed out of high school, and uh, he I guess Trent was telling me that he was a big-time college quarterback, uh, sorry, high school quarterback in this area, and that they were actually in Brazil playing in the games, and it was the at midnight when the clock struck to a certain date to where college coaches could officially start calling recruits. It was... It was Bob O'Brien and Steve Spurrier and all these guys calling him, saying, hey, we want you, we want you, we want you. And he decided to obviously play baseball, which for him was the right decision, made a lot of money playing baseball. First pitch is over for a strike. Squared the bunt, pulled the bat back. Yep, Deming saw that. He come crashing hard. Yeah, Holiday with a great career with the Cardinals and the Rockies. Yep. I forgot that he had mixed in and gotten traded to Oakland for a half a season before he signed that deal with St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. yeah. Here's the 0-1. Curveball drops in for a strike. Good pitch there by Easton Walker. And he's quickly heading the count 0-2 to the leadoff hitter, Morrill. Made $147 million in his career. Wow. Not hurting for money, is he? 
I drove around Stillwater. I, did, I don't think I saw his house. Yeah, no. <laughs> he said he bought 100 anchors about 10 miles away. Ooh. Oh, there's a pitch that looked Ooh. like a strike three. My but, goodness. Uh, might have been up just a little bit. I don't know. Valdez held it there a long time to give the umpire a good look. He was telling us that he built a a wiffle ball field for his team, uh, for his for his boys in his backyard with lights and everything. Full turf cool. wiffle ball field. Ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. High and tight. Ball two. Two balls and two strikes. One man out, two men on. As Walker trying to get his way out of this jam here in the bottom of the sixth inning. 2-2 pitch. Curveball fouled straight back up and over the top. It went to the slider there. Just barely got a piece of it. So I wonder if Matt... If Holiday and Ventura are at every practice, if they yeah, come to yeah, every game, yeah. if they they're travel. Fu- they're fully in, yeah. Well, you know, Matt's on staff as a volunteer, so he is part of the co- he's officially part of the coaching staff. And Robin has to take class, so, you know, he's around the area. <laughs> two and two the count. One man out. Here's the pitch to Morrill, and that's up high, ball three. Almost got him to swing at that elevated fastball. We've got to win this battle. Get you a strikeout or a double play ball. Wouldn't be surprised if the runner at first, Cabanis, is running here on full count to try to stay out of the double play. Walker again looks in, has got the sign, and the pitch popped up foul out of play. One thing these uh, Cowboys do really make the pitchers work. Yeah, they foul off a lot of pitches. They spoil. They spoil, they spoil, they spoil. They fight, fight, fight. Pitch is fouled off. Check swing almost right on the inner half of the bat. Almost hitting. That's back-to-back times now on foul balls. The cabinet has been taken off at first, so he's going to be tired on this one. Two full sprints in a row. You don't have to do that too often in baseball. Execute a pitch right here. Here's the pitch. Ball popped up. Foul again and out of play. This one into the crowd here in Stillwater. Crowd's booing him because he dropped it. Dropped it, but then he jumped a couple of uh, rows and came up with it, so give him credit for that. We had about 400 here Thursday, 700 uh, last night. Today, a much bigger crowd. Yeah, it looks close to 1,000. Cougars had 1,600 for their home opener Tuesday in cold conditions against UBU. Good crowd. Again, 3-2. Here's the pitch. Popped up again. Deming coming over, watching it because that wind bringing it back, and it lands on the first row into the uh, spectators. 
Got a good battle by both Easton and Morrill. Morrill's got a couple of hits in the series. He's 0 for 2 today. He was hit by a pitch his last time up there. And here comes Walker again with the 3-2. Ball hit pretty well. In comes the right fielder. Come throw him out, Hobbsy. Oh, you can't. Here comes the throw home, and he is going to be safe. Boy, the wind was bringing that so hard. Nyberg just had to come hard and actually slid to make the catch. Yeah, if he can stay in the air, if he doesn't have to slide there, then he has a chance because he had to. You've got to catch it first, and that's what he tried to do, and he, he slid down and caught it. Bounced up and made a good, strong throw, but it was just offline. Had it been about two feet to the left, it would have been a bang-bang play at the plate. I'm not even sure if they would have sent him yeah. if he had caught it upright. I agree. But he had to go down to his knees and slide and made a good play. It's amazing how that wind, uh, what kind of impact it has on a ball hit to right field. So now a runner at first base, 5-1 to one the score, and the first pitch to Trinkle is fouled off for strike one. Caden Trinkle has grounded out, doubled in a run, and been out on the fielder's choice. He's also scored one time today. Pitches up high for a ball. The inning was let off by a triple. And Morrill, with the sack fly, knocked him in. Morrill's... Uh, third RBI of the year. Pitch the Trinkles up high. The women's softball field is just beyond the left field wall. They've got a large (laughs) chain link wall there protecting that stadium. That ball's Lifted down the left field line. Latham coming over, and he's going to get there and make the catch for the out. And that'll do it for the Cowboys in the inning. They got one run on one hit. No errors. One man left. We're through six now. 5-1 Oklahoma State over BYU on your new skin, BYU Sports Network.